0: everyone and welcome back to A Girl Talks. This is season 4. I'm so excited for this episode. Um, I have literally been watching the Dave Chappelle special over and over again when I first watched it I watched it another two times and since then I've watched it another three times and this conversation that I want to have I want to have with an open mind of clarity of the freedom of expression and speech and of a place of safety and love which is exactly what a girl talks has always been about when I decided to create a podcast, I did so because I realized there's so much that I can write underneath the caption on Instagram. There's so little bit that I can tweet up my thoughts on Twitter. And I wanted a space where I could just be more than just, you know, eye candy or any other thing. Because I read the comments and I read them every day and some people really appreciate what I have to write down. But I realized not so many people get to read that. So I needed to create a space where people could hear what I'm thinking, hear what I'm feeling. And it's never, and I've always said this in almost every podcast, it's not about me being right. It's about me sharing something and hopefully, maybe enlightening someone. Maybe I can be enlightened when I have guests come over. It's all a matter of growth. And that's all that a girl talks is about it is a place where you can be free i think that we need to talk about a few key points um, in this episode one what comedy is and the role of a comedian what society deems funny and not funny we will talk about the community not only the lgbtq plus community and the black community but also the comedic community of entertainment, the power of what comedy brings to society. For those that don't know, you know, the role of a comedian, of a very great comedian, is not only to make you laugh, it's really to spark a conversation and make you think and feel. And sometimes that's empathy, sometimes that's anger, sometimes that is completely different than what the person sitting next to you will experience. And that is what makes a great comedian a great comedian. And that's what makes a great stand-up comedy um, an amazing experience to be in. Because let's face it, we live in a very depressing world. We, we we do. I mean, we deal with so much negativity, so much hate, so much darkness. It can be depressing, you know? Um, and people are so... You know, ignorant to think certain things or stubborn and they're short-tempered and so when it comes to comedy it is meant to express themselves in a way that will cut all the bullshit aside make you face some of the most harshest of truths and also allow you to sit in your thoughts and some people have walked away from these stand-up with a whole different attitude or curiosity to learn or to engage in more conversation Um, and that's that to me I think is incredible and I think that that's what Dave Chappelle does he has really used his tools his craft and his talent to evoke emotions some might say it's a lot you know if you're a white person that's on a show you're gonna feel very uncomfortable and attacked um people in the lgbt community will say that it's insensitive um and again your experience is true to how you experience it and that reality is your truth no one will take that away from you the one thing that i want to stress before we really dive into this is people like dave chappelle who will literally start off his show and say i am not homophobic. I am not transphobic. I don't hate the community. I love the community. I have friends who I respect, admire. These are statements that are being said because a lot of his comedy has always been taken out of context and used as clickbait to draw um, people to an article or draw them to a page or draw them without understanding the whole complexity of what is happening you know homophobia transphobia racism comes from a place of hate and comedians such as Dave Chappelle who not only state that fact that they don't hate the community it's a statement that says hey listen I'm just doing my job as my comedian self to be able to evoke a conversation because I see that there are issues happening you know he 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 mentions this I see that it is not right to not treat you like human because you are experiencing a human experience and I had to learn that through one of my friends hey I see you I might not fully agree with the technical Um, biological terminology of things but I see you for who you are and accept you for who you are and I will love you for who you are those are key things you know we are allowed to have our thoughts and our feelings but we are obligated to treat everyone with human respect and dignity that is what we are supposed to do and that should be a worldwide creed Um, but sadly it is not the case so to call people like dave chappelle transphobic when if you watched his most recent special on netflix he dedicated almost nearly 13 minutes of his show to his friend who not only was transgender but who He admired their talent, their raw craft, who he believed would be the next best thing, and not just in the LGBT community because Daphne Dorman uh, was a transgender woman. For those that don't know, that is, she was born male and transitioned to female. What he believed her to be would be a pioneer, not just for the community, but also a stand-up comedian. And to see her as an equal in the field of work that he is in, which is not an easy one to be up there. Let's just call the black cat black because at the end of the day, there are so many well-renowned, famous comedians, journalists, um, politicians, artists around the world that literally labeled Dave Chappelle as a genius if not the best of all time and we cannot strip that away because he has not only come up from sharing his stories as being a black male living in this corrupted United States, but he also has challenged society to have a really good look at what's happening in present time. The man is not driven by ego, he's not driven by fame, he's not driven by money. The man walked away from one of the biggest, 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 biggest deals that he had, you know. So, what he's looking to do is not a comeback. He left on his own, he left on his own, and for almost a decade, if not over a decade, he came back to do what it is he so much was meant to do on this earth and that's to use his raw talents to do what it is he does best and i want with this i said this dive into the bullet points that i just earlier mentioned so let us get into that I want you to know that I myself am an active ally I myself have been marching for the LGBT community since I was a freshman in high school that I myself once loved and went to war for the man that I adored who happened to been transgender i lost family i lost friends i lost opportunities in the field of work that i'm in because i chose love and i chose to love with my heart with my soul and with my body and my mind and i am very much an advocate for equal human rights and with that being said i want us to look at this as equal rights a lot of comedians out there have used their freedom of speech and have targeted a lot of other audiences and and, and communities, such as um, the Latino community, the African-American community, the Asian community, um, uh, the, the poor, the rich, and people will find these things funny or offensive. And again, certain things that are offensive, you're entitled to feel, you're entitled to experience your experience and call it your experience. However, to let someone completely not practice their their freedom of speech it's like denying your own human right of freedom that we're all trying to fight for for equality as a Latin woman who is a minority I am speaking that which is why I have this podcast it's a place for me to practice my freedom of speech it's a place for me to share my thoughts and emotions my thoughts and emotions are mine they are neither right nor wrong it is is my experience being shared on this platform and on this platform I am sure you have heard my little sarcastic remarks my little witty humor yes my humor is dark maybe that has a lot to do with me being a Virgo or maybe it has to do with me growing up with you know a lot of masculine energy however comedy is so important as a society, as a community, as a whole, um, because it has the ability to raw out some of the most harshest truths and realities without it having to come from a place of hate. You know, comedy is not coming from a place of hate. Hate, racism, gender, ism um, sexism all that that is that comes from hate you know but comedy is not stemmed from hate it's done from laughter and oftentimes yes comedy is criticized for being offensive now what what people forget about this is that offense it's either taken or it's given and you know I would like to think that when a person is practicing their freedom of speech and they're coming from a place, not from hate, um, that of course our, our translation to what they're saying will allow us the freedom of either being offended, not being offended. And that is also our right to choose as well. You know a lot of famous comedians like i mentioned earlier have made their careers from offensive comedy you know um let's just actually (laughs) the number one person who who died um not too long ago and was titled a a legend of comedians don rickles he was known as no filter he literally would make fun of, you know, his audience members, of celebrities, of major political figures. Like he was like really like mean, offensive, and harsh. But he was proclaimed funny, and he died as being known as one of the most famous uh, comedians of the world. Mind you, he has talked about things that were highly offensive to to people in the black community. Uh, Jews, um, Latino community, and more. But this is another conversation. Was his equal opportunity to offend everybody um, uh, this craft of art? Was he all these things because he was white? You know, when Dave Chappelle talks a lot about stuff, he pushes that harsh reality like, okay, I love the fact that we're living in a world where people can be in their truth. However, why is it that it's okay and so easily acceptable and the transition is made so fluidly for people in a celebrity status such as Bruce Jenner who was able to change their gender to Caitlyn Jenner, but why is it so hard for Cassis Clay to change his name? I feel like what happens is that people that don't watch his standup or actually watch it again um, with, with non-bias miss what the point is miss what the actual conversation that is happening in that moment in that experience and they're quickly to take offense without being open to what is happening in the reality of of this man who can be targeted for the color of his skin and this is why it's important to see these type of things and have these type of conversations over and over again because why is it okay for Don Rickles who has literally, literally made a, a, a living and a career by insulting and literally offending people that borderline might be like racist or sexist and ages Like, how is that okay But for this man to have this title? Is it because he's white? Because we're not looking at people like Dave Chappelle who are literally saying, I'm here not hating on anybody. I'm a person that comes from love, but let me just, let's have this conversation. Let's do this, let me do my job. Stop beating me down and my colleagues down who are also using their experience to do what it is that they were put here on this earth who happen to be minorities, men of color. So that is a very interesting conversation that I want to jump into because on the record I've never really talked about this and I want to now on my platform because again it is a space of love, it is a space of safety and it is a space where I get to share my thoughts and my feelings and my experiences and I want to dive into something that happened I wanna say um, less than a year ago, and it mortified me, it really hurt me, and luckily for me, I have a therapist who I worked with through it, and I'm able to talk about it now many months down the line, but um, there was a video clip of me and my partner at the time, who happened to be transgender, and we were at SiriusXM having an interview about my song, ammo um for those that don't know um i i'm a singer as well and um on the show i had the support of not just my partner but the person who also helped co-write and co produce the song now, of course, there was a lot of conversations and questions about um, the song and what I'm doing with my music, but also my personal life, which is out and open for the world. And before we even went on air and on the record, DJ Who Kid, who is the host of the show uh, for Shade 54, asked both my partner and I if it was okay to talk about you know, him being trans and us being in a relationship and all this other stuff. And of course, we both said yeah we're an open book we are out on social media publicizing our life our love and what it is that we are trying to do with um normalizing this type of relationship meaning i am a cis woman dating a transgender man i am cis i was born female i am female he's trans he was born female Transitioned to male so um you know when we went and jumped on record we were all having a really good time. You know, it's hip hop, it's urban, you know, it's it's a different kind of atmosphere. You can curse, you can uh, you, you can say whatever it is you want. There's really no filters, right? Um, DJ Who Kid had a guest co host come in and that's Jack Thriller. And if you don't know anything about the hip hop or urban industry, Jack Thriller is a urban african-american comedian and his type of comedy is just vulgar vulgar all the way um vulgar with how he speaks about women he speaks about men vulgar how he talks about whatever and you know he has his following and it's like okay it's not the type of humor that i myself enjoy because i don't feel like what other people such as Dave Chappelle or John Leguizamo do, which is, you know, it's an uncomfortable conversation that's forcing you to have a conversation that forces you to sit in yourself and think. Jack's comedy um, is a little bit different. It's more like, it's just stupid you know and it is it is it just kind of is a dummy down and there are a lot of comedians out there that do this type of comedy where it just it doesn't require you to think it doesn't require you to do anything. it just requires you to just laugh at the idiocracy right. So um, before he even got to being on the air, of course he's been following me throughout the years. I met him back when I used to host uh, and produce a show for this is 50. my yes, my boss was 50 cent once upon a time and um you know because he follows me or followed me at the time um he kind of already sort of knew that i had a boyfriend but he had no idea that my boyfriend was transgender and it definitely blew his mind because you know looking at the man that i was dating at the time you would never ever question his gender ever you only would know he was trans because it's all over his social media it's what he's known around the world and i think that's very admirable especially since there needs to be more um pioneers to explain what it is to be trans especially for the trans male community because you see and hear more about trans women in hollywood in tv on the papers and everything and you really don't hear much about transgender men so Jack Thriller had said something, and um, he had said something prior to even getting to the conversation of my boyfriend being transgender. He was making fun of Who Kid, he was making fun of his own self about his divorce, he was making fun of me, and then when it came to my ex, um, he said something, and it, it, it felt like the natural thing to do was to laugh. Um, because you knew that it wasn't coming from a hostile place versus like when we were both in, in Russia, that was hostile. I mean, to be there and to be afraid because in that country, they can literally kill you if they wanted you to because they um, are against the beliefs of the LGBT. That's just a scary situation. And I remember being on this talk show over there, watching the, the panel of transgender men and women, including the person that I was in love with, um, being attacked and being demonized, and also, you know, being called an abomination, and all these things, and, and some stuff that was being said, you know, including my, my boyfriend at the time, um, laughed, but it wasn't laughter because it was funny, it was laughter because it was fear, you know, and when I was pulled from the green room to come and step in and, and talk about my story, like, I wasn't ready for that, and so, luckily for me, I am used to being um, thrown into things and also uh, articulating my thoughts. So when I was on that show, not only did I fear for my life and feel attacked and feel judged, um, I had to think, how can I make these people see my person, the person that I was with at the time, and these other beautiful people as humans, forget the gender they were born in and forget the gender that they, they identify as now these people are human and when i was able to do that one of the um russian panelists that were there highlighted and said look at this woman you know from america we have so much stuff to say about americans and how trashy they are and all this other stuff but she literally stands next to this man with love and pride and just had us reflect on how we are acting as savages in the end of the day whether we agree or disagree she made it point clear these people are humans and should be treated with respect and dignity and there was a huge applaud i actually have all of this footage um shout out to the producer of the show who sent me that um that wasn't on air that was actually um when we were in quote unquote commercial but i have that clip and it was beautiful and i remember that moment looking at my partner and we both just smiled because we knew we knew that for a moment we had a victory and at the moment the whole tonality of that even that whole interview changed it changed and shout out to all of the uh, transgender men and women that were on the panel that were brave enough to share their story in russia while living in russia at the time so let me go back to uh, shade 54 with dj who kid and jack thriller looking at that at that moment even days after weeks after months after the analytical side of me was like well it didn't come from hate and i I will let him know how we feel and i will ask for an apology and i remember jack thriller was so adamant like apologize for what like i was just doing my job just like i have respect for you and of course i respect your partner and it's not like that like i can't be forced to apologize for something that i don't feel like i did wrong and you know that's my right and and at the time i processed it all like you know i can't force this guy to apologize i can't beat it out of him you know and i remember trying to explain that to my partner at the time and i think that at the moment it was just best for us to not just dwell on this because days weeks even months had gone by and and the conversation had come up over and over again and i felt horrible i didn't i didn't i did not want to ever put my person into a situation like that and it wasn't until our breakup about a year later which meant years since that interview that happened with uh, Who Kid and Jack Thriller happened. Um, a video clip resurfaced, and it took a few days for me to find out about this video living on my ex's feed for for days because I was celebrating something um, in my personal life. And when I saw my DMs flooded with, all these rainbows and unicorns which I love and opening up and some of the messages were so hateful like go kill yourself I hope you die you know uh you're 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 a hom- homophobic you're transphobic I had no idea what like my mind didn't even go to that interview my mind didn't even go anywhere so confused as I was um I came across a, a, a another message that wasn't as aggressive or even hateful or evil and they they were disappointed and I un- understood exactly what they were talking about the moment I read the whole thing in clarity and I was like oh let me go unblock my ex real quick and see if this is something that was on his stories or on his feed and to see it on his feed and to see the the the, the anger and the uproar like I totally get People are allowed to feel what they want to feel, but no one has the right to dictate my narrative, to tell me who I am or speak of me without even knowing me. And for anyone that knows me, knows who I am and knows that I'm not transphobic and knows that I'm not homophobic to be homophobic i would have to hate the people that i love who are in my life that are friends and family that's absurd you know you don't know me to call me transphobic then what was i doing with the man who i adored and loved and planned a whole life with and and who i had to work through with a therapist and a coach to survive that breakup during the pandemic because i was so distraught how dare anybody tell me who I am when you don't even know me and it really was gut-wrenching and as someone who has been diagnosed with depression I'm so blessed to be able to have an amazing therapist uh, who I started working with um, during the middle of the pandemic soon after my breakup and also with a coach who helped me persevere through this because I not only felt attacked and vulnerable but my depression really hit rock bottom and you know I'm so proud to say that I was able to navigate my thoughts clearer and better otherwise if, if I did not have that to see the the amount of hate that I was not only getting directly but also seeing other people feed into that it could have if I was anyone else It could have led me to something else, either hurting myself or doing something far, far worse. And, you know, I've been working through that for a very long time. The last time I ever actually tried to take my life was when I was 30. So, you know, I'm 37. I'm loud and proud about that. So I think it's very important to consider other people's truth and not speak it for them. Um, I do understand i'm very understanding i always try to understand everybody good or bad i do understand that that post must have triggered my ex i do understand that their emotions are theirs and valid but i hope and pray that they will remember how it made me feel when that actually happened you know how upset i was and how i took a call of action and reached out to Who Kid and to Jack Thriller and explain that an apology was necessary and to remember how much I exhausted the, the topic over and over and that I also felt defeated. I hope that they remember that there was a time and a place where I would go to war for them because I wouldn't even with the blink of an eye n- never ever hesitate. So although I understand him, I hope he understood me in that present time when he was sharing that post and also remember my feelings, what we were going through together experiencing it as a couple and also as individuals because neither him nor anyone else could ever label me something that I am not which is why it's so, I feel so much empathy for Dave because I feel like so many people are labeling him something he is outwardly has spoken. I am not. I am not these things. And yet people want to label him these things that he continuously says he is not. And I don't myself remember if I ever said the words I am sorry. Um, I know that my apologies back in the day were Vastly different than what my partner would have wanted it to be. The words "I am sorry" needed to be part of the, the equation. For me, my apologies came from feeling and from the heart. Like I feel awful. That was never my intention. um I I I I feel terrible. That the, realizing now how my partner at the time, now X, would have wanted the apology to have been. I took it upon myself to publicly apologize for something that in my way I had over and overly apologized to the point where it became almost like I resented them for not accepting my apology but with therapy and in time and looking at both sides of the spectrum I realized that they needed something specific so After it all has happened and even when the the post had subsided a little bit, I took on to my Instagram and I wrote out an apology where I did use the words, I am sorry, I apologize. And so many people responded with love saying, it was not your fault, you didn't do anything wrong, you've never been in a situation like that, nobody's perfect, at least you've learned and that is beautiful. And I know that Dave Chappelle has apologized with the words, I'm sorry and I apologize, vast amount of times. And I think that because people continue to miss his points, these apologies don't mean anything. But I feel like the thing that Dave keeps pushing and trying to keep pushing is. I am free to be me as long as I don't hurt anybody. And speaking of mental health, having disclosed mine, which I'm open about, um, I talk about my smiling depression. I talk about a lot of things. Um, He talked about Daphne. And he shared how he knew that she was struggling through things and how the backlash that she got from her own community didn't serve her any best. He, he didn't say that, but we all know. We all know that it had to really play a toll. You know, damn, it played a toll on me when the community was attacking me because of the post that my ex had put. I can't imagine what she had to feel as a member of her own community being shunned away and being blacklisted, being canceled. All oh, your hopes and dreams and aspiration. I can't even begin to think how she felt but I can empathize that it is gut-wrenching and I can empathize with the thoughts of going immediately to it's the end I have to this is the end this is the end of me I can't live anymore and it's so sad that she took her life and it's so sad that the world will never get to experience her god-given talent her raw craft that she was developing and it upsets me it upsets me as a person as a woman as as a minority as a person that 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 puts in the work for my mental to see how no one is highlighting this beautiful woman this amazing human because everyone's so distracted with Dave Chappelle being transphobic he is not transphobic He has said it himself. Let us just please let that go. Let us actually highlight this woman who felt that she was being beaten down, felt that there was no reason else to live, not even for their child. Let's talk about how amazing Dave, as a human, is for putting money aside for Daphne's child to go to college let's talk about that and we're not this is where we're missing everything you know daphne's family stands besides dave prestigious entities like netflix stand behind dave these are people that have gotten to know him on a one-to-one level and also know his career and brilliance and genius let us stop taking bias and attacking someone to try to strip them away from what tool they are they are a tool here in society i don't even know if i mentioned this earlier in the podcast but if i did let me reiterate in other parts of the world do you know what they do to people that challenge society they kill them they torture them and then they go as far as torturing and killing their families we're not living in that type of world we're not in russia We're here in the United States, whether we love it or hate it, we have the ability to be who we want to be, do what we want to do, as long as we don't hurt anybody. This is why there's the police system, right? We can't rob, we can't steal, we can't murder, we can't do all those things. Dave also talks about the corporate agenda and corporate America is mostly predominantly white. And when he does talk about this, even in his special, he makes references to how It is a privilege to be white. There is power coming when you're white. And that is really important to to, to point out because when I think about the clip that my ex shared, it was a black man making vulgar comedic statements and it was a hip hop platform and people were uproared and upraged. But when they see the clips of even when in Russia, being interviewed and being called an abomination and all these things the comments underneath those YouTube videos are like wow you're so brave you're so this you're so that but when it came to this clip of poor humor it was oh my god I feel so bad for you uh you were being victimized oh my god this is a disgrace you don't deserve that and it makes me wonder is it only because this was a black man and these people are white because when I pointed out the reference of Don Rickles, he is a comedian that was known to insult all groups of people, all communities, all creeds, all ages, all sex. And, and he made a living off of this. He made movies. You know, he, he died again, just a few years ago as a legend in comedy. So that is really the conversation that I feel like Dave is also trying to transcend in his special is it would it be okay if I was white is the issue really that I'm black because I'm not yelling I'm not coming at you what is the issue I see you I see you and I know he made a couple of references of that in his conversation with Daphne because it took him having to see her to understand okay I do see you. Now, I watched the Dave Chappelle special closer not once, not two times. You guys heard it multiple times. And I did it because I realized this guy is using his art. And he's painting this canvas on this canvas. He's painting this picture and it's, wow, we have to look at the larger picture. We have to stop looking at these small little imperfections of the details and look at the larger picture and look how beautifully it's being created. And in the closer, that's exactly what Dave is focusing on. You know, we need comedy. We need comedy. We need comedy to force us to have these uncomfortable conversations that are so taboo at times and it's hard for comedians such as him to fulfill that role of a comedian a comedian that's going to use their voice or platform to challenge social norms without having to deal with the the backlash or survive it you know um Daphne Dorman transgender comedian very active in the community, loud and proud, um, figuring herself in this platform of comedy stood up for Dave Chappelle. He doesn't punch the community down nor up is what she said, you know, and and treats me like an equal. And for someone that didn't have to do that, someone that actually knows Dave to do that, to then get slaughtered on Twitter by her own community, for speaking her truth, her experience, her one-to-one of, I know this man. Y'all don't know this man. You can't tell him who he is or speak for him if you don't know him the way I do. And because I know him, I'm going to talk about it. Again, as he said, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about practicing our social freedom of speech and what corporate America and commercializations are trying to control us to do and not to do and that's the point that he continues to try to push with everything he does it's not hey I want to poke the bear and upset you it's I want to challenge today's world today's society for the sake of our future and you know it's great to see that Netflix has not taken it down. And that's not to say that Chappelle's comedy is for everyone. It clearly isn't, it clearly isn't. It makes white folks feel upset. It makes members of the LGBT community offended. So what I always tell people that are offended by anything that I put that's quote unquote vulgar. You know, I'm wearing a bathing suit. I can't apologize for how I look. I work out, I take care of myself. I'm Latina, I'm curvy, I'm exotic. I can't control your feelings of me being dressed the way I'm dressed. But if you consider it vulgar, then just look away. Mind your business. When I was dating a transgender man and people wanted to challenge or, um, or dictate or, 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 or attack me, you know, I would say, well, why are you putting all this energy into this? You know, if you don't like it and you think it's offensive that I love this man and we come from love, then look the other damn way. And mind your own damn business. Keep scrolling past it. Block me. Unfollow me. I don't care. I'm going to continue to love this person. And just like I explained to so many people when it comes to the LGBT, listen, you don't have to like them you don't have to like me you don't have to like anybody that's in or out of the community but you do have to treat people with respect and dignity that is it it's like the saying you don't gotta like me but you gotta respect me in this situation yes Chappelle's comedy is not for everybody and it's not about liking him it's about how are we going to now that we know that it's vulgar now that we know that it can be offensive and hurtful for us let's not continue to feed it but let's also not twist the narrative of his truth especially when it's coming out of his mouth i am not transphobic i am not coming from hate i want to sit down and have a conversation i want to put this behind us i don't want to make another joke about this ever again but this is important to me to share my my freedom of speech and to share it as a black man in a corporate america with a hidden agenda because the idea of chappelle being canceled that is that is A very dangerous avenue to even think of because now you're creating a society that is not only ever changing its rules but it's also being used as a weapon to 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 remove people's ability to to do what it is that they're meant to do right you're you're taking away power that you're also asking for it's contradictive in itself in so many ways and it can be so dangerous we are the the land of the free and the home of the brave you know so as complex as these conversations can be and the subjects might not be tolerable to some people one has to look deep 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 within this and 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 see the genius that comes In any comedian such as Dave Chappelle who who challenges the envelope, you know, when he executed that special titled 846, which was about George Floyd, there is no way in hell anyone can't say that that wasn't brilliant. It was. Now, was it okay because he was African-American talking about an African-American talking about a crime because he understands crime because he's been victimized um, by the society? Was that tolerable and okay because, hey, he's talking about something of his own community? You know, It, it maybe it would have been nice to hear a, a white man do something just as artistically done as Dave did. Would it have been accepted or would there have been a backlash? We need to stop looking at the color of the skin just as much as we need to stop looking at people's genders, stop looking at their sexuality, and start looking at people as equals because we are still living in a time that being a person of color is very dangerous. I strongly believe that stand-up comedy is one of the most powerful tools and venues to educate, to heal, to incite, entice, evoke, provoke, and make people ponder about ideas and things that are so beyond them, okay? You know, you don't need a joke to do that, but using a joke as an instrument, as a tool, can make the experience memorable and for sure unforgettable. Yes, there are comedians that provide humor for the sake of just laughter, like what the hell, doesn't make any sense that's silly that's dumb and that's at the basic level and then there are comedians like dave chappelle who craft a perfectly written stand-up for their audience to feel think and move forward in conversation and for me don't just show me funny show me the smart funny show me the emotional funny show me the conversation that's going to come afterwards funny i honestly wish that more comedians would take this path because to be honest with you i want to multiply my brain cells i don't want my brain cells to be dummy down watered down to send me to a world where you're challenging me send me to a world where i'm going to be in my thoughts and in my feels and be able to be part of a movement that's greater than me that is what I would wish for more comedians to do and more people to do, influencers, artists, actors. This is why I use my platform the way I do, because it is a place where I can not only educate, but also spread a message from love, not from hate, not from ignorance, from love. This is all I want to say before I close this and let this be my closer, for this first episode of the new season it is a good season it is a great season and i am so blessed to be able to be given a platform where i can use my voice to have conversations and to educate and move with love for the greater good of the future because we need more of that and i pray and hope that whoever's listening to this whether you're hurt that you're healing whether you're in pain that you find the power to heal whether you're confused lost you're not alone. I'm sending all the love and light to you. This is A Girl Talks and this was an amazing, amazing time I had with y'all. Thank you and I will see you next episode.